0: Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjameslutheran.org. They came in, Jesus came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The story goes, a woman tells it, 1945, in a barn somewhere in Poland. A bunch of ladies, some kids, huddled in the dark, malnourished, hadn't eaten for days. They looked like walking skeletons, and they were scared. They were waiting. They were told to go in there. They were locked in there, and assuming that at some point, a guard would come, open the door, and take them to their death soon the door opens, light shines in, blinding them because they hadn't seen lights for days and a man comes walking in but they could tell that it wasn't a German as he had a star on his uh, arm and the guy comes in and a bunch of others come in And they picked up the woman. And one lady, this lady telling the story says, he came and he asked me what my name was. And I told him my name. And he addressed me by my name. And he picked me up and led me by my arm and walked me through the door. And it was the, uh, the Russians that had come to save them. And what she remembers most is not simply they were saved from death. But as she writes, this was the first time in at least six years that anyone called her by her name that treated her like a human being and not an animal. And she still just sits in her to this day. That is Jesus. That is his salvation even more so than that. It is walking into darkened rooms and for the first time ever treating human beings like human beings. It really is. Restoring humanity is what Christ has come to do like he did for this man here. Let's look at this story. I love this uh, this story. It's one of my favorite stories here because it says so much in this action of Jesus that we can learn from. It's in chapter 8 of Luke. If you don't, uh, if you go ahead and read along if you'd like to. Luke says that the disciples, as the disciples and Jesus, like I said, they had just been uh, in that stormy sea in Galilee. And remember, very important, what was Jesus doing when the storms were arising and all the disciples were freaking out? What was he doing? Sleeping. Very important. Why was he sleeping? Because it's all good. <laughs> Jesus sleeping. So don't be afraid when Jesus seems like he's sleeping. It's all good. You're going to be all right. And so Luke says they were going to the other side of Galilee. And this is probably the more Gentile area. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of Jews there. Okay. Some, not enemy territory. But uh, you got some pagans there, etc. Not Jerusalem for sure. And so they get across the sea, the side of this other side of the Lake Galilee, and Jesus steps ashore, and immediately when he does, he's met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or even lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. And later on, we're told that many times the demon had seized this guy. And though he was chained hand and foot and they kept him under guard, he would break out of it and he would just go running into a solitary wilderness place. And now here he is in the tombs. You can say what you will about demon possession. I think you have to be literally insane not to believe in it. what we do see here I think we see the signs of demon possession everywhere what do we see in the signs of this guy here he's not wearing any clothes wasn't living in a house but was living in the tombs among death and later on they're trying to chain him down and he leaves and he goes into solitary places Ultimately, this fellow is not a human being. This guy is an animal. And nobody knows what to do with him. So they treat him like an animal. Right? They lock him down. They hold him. They put guard over him. Right? I mean, he's walking around. He's he's nuts. He's an animal. And they have to treat him like that. And he just escapes. He's not in his right mind, as they say. I would strongly suggest that we see that around us all the time. And not in your kids, by the way. I'm not just saying teenager behavior. We see people treating people like animals everywhere. Because that's what the devil ultimately wants to do. He doesn't care about possession or not possession. He wants you to think you're an animal. Just an animal. And therefore, you will treat others like an animal. And we live in a world like that more than ever, right? But we actually teach this. We've been overcome in our culture by this. So what what I mean by that is when you teach someone, which is what we teach now, the world does. And the world does, right? You're just an animal. You're just an animal. Happened to be here over billions of years. No different than a fish. And then also we hear constantly, just follow your instinct, right? Just be who you are. Follow your instinct, whatever it might be. Because it doesn't matter. This is Nietzsche 101, by the way. That's what animals do. You understand? Animals do whatever they want to do. Whatever they do is probably correct. And that's what we learn. Isn't that for all of us, right? And and you want to, too, don't you? You do. You have that desire. I just want to do what I want to do, right? That's what animals do they just completely live by instinct not only do we do that the big lie the devil teaches us is that gives us freedom but that's a lie (laughs) because your instinct isn't good what you want to do usually is just for you and it's usually something that's a very immediately pleasing but long term is absolutely irrational right? who's fallen into that trap? I have this is what animals do. This is what the devil wants you to think. You are just an animal like this guy possessed. And therefore we treat one another like animals. And we do in this world. So-called civilized America. And we treat people like they're just pounds of flesh. Whether it's death. Whether it's sex. It's insane. And we think that we progressed. Meanwhile, people feel like that woman in that barn world just kicks us aside we walk on by the suffering and the hurting whether they have nothing and they're beggars or they got a lot and they're alone because the devil as you saw loves to do that you're an animal treat each other like animals and be alone that's what satan wants and he wants to make you think that's good And we've got a lot of lonely people out there who probably even think they're monsters and creeps because this devil likes that. Oh, I can't believe I've done that. I can't believe I have these feelings or these thoughts. I must be an animal. I must be a monster. Maybe you know what that feels like too. And so if you don't think there's demon possession, look at your own life and look at people around you I see it all the time, and I certainly have felt like an animal myself, and treated others like animal. May we repent? And so Christ comes into this scene, and He sees this guy. I mean, he's got no choice. He is possessed, right? And instead of, it's very important here, instead of walking away, Jesus, who's supposed to be the holy Messiah, who's supposed to stay away from unclean tombs or graveyards, you don't touch that, that's unclean for a Jew, or this crazy nut, he has no problem hanging out with him. And he does not treat him like an animal. He doesn't cage him up. He doesn't block him, you know what I mean? He doesn't uh, put uh, chains on him like the the villagers had to do. But instead, he's come to solve the problem, right? And so Luke says, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Because Satan, maybe you don't know, but the devil knows exactly who this is. I beg you, don't torture me. Because Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man and many times it has seized him. And then Jesus says, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because that's what legion means. Many demons had gone into him and they begged him repeatedly not to. Uh, to order them to go into the abyss. is A Greek word can mean hell, right? The unknown. The abyss. I like, I like abyss. To me, abyss is almost worse than hell. It's a great description of hell. It's no place. It's nowhere, and you're alone. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into them, and he gave them permission when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. And there's a petition against Jesus by PETA right now for this. I'm joking. You guys are not singing or laughing very well here today. What's? I thought we'd do two services, but maybe 1030 is still too early. So, <laughs> no, but really, it's actually hilarious. Uh, there are some Christians that use this as an example of animals being lower than human beings. Or, you know, see, Jesus threw the pigs. He let the pigs just kind of die for no reason. We, can, we don't need to be so caring of, of creation. Uh, that's not what's going on here at all. <laughs> I hope you see what's going on as I just kind of talked about it. These demons go into what? Animals. Because that's what they are. And that's what they want us to be. Animals in death. And that's our culture. Our culture is animals and death and loneliness. But that's not the most shocking part of the story. Jesus healing, which he's come to do to heal all, everyone, as he healed Lucas by pronouncing forgiveness upon him, by welcoming him into his family, by delivering him from being an animal instead being a human being and a child of God because that's what I think it's so important to understand that Jesus has come to save you from yourself Jesus has come to make you who you really were supposed to be what you were really made to be when you're in Christ you actually first for the first time actually become a true human being And are treated like that by God. No, more than treated like that by God. God's son died for you. If you think you're just an animal or a nobody or a monster, whoever you are, whatever it is that makes you think like this, God's son died for you and rose again and loves you. This is the most shocking part of the story. So those tending the pigs saw what had happened, and of course they're probably mad, right? Those are our pigs, and they just went over the, you know, Jesus, you're the worst friend I've ever had, right? And they ran off, they reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, what did they find? This is important. They found the man from whom the demons had gone out, what's he doing? Sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. See what happened here? He went from being an animal, treated as an animal, and now he's sitting at peace in rest, clothed, and in his right mind. I promise you, (laughs) Christianity is about being in your right mind. Outside of Christ and outside of forgiveness and living the world where people don't rise from the dead and sins aren't forgiven and we're just animals is not living in your right mind. That's insanity. Jesus has come to put us in our right mind. Not morally, not to get us on the right track or make us better behaving people, but in the sense of who we are. Human beings created by God, loved by God, forgiven by God and Jesus. What was the reaction of the people after witnessing this miracle? After seeing this guy who was once just out of control, now completely fine. It should have blown their minds. What was the reaction? Did you see this? They saw and they were afraid. That fascinates me. And it goes further. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. Because they were overcome with fear and that blows my mind that's insane right why I would strongly suggest it's not because he doesn't want them to throw their animals over the cliff but it's because they're afraid of change they're actually afraid of hope and they're afraid of being in their right mind and they're afraid of cure, I really mean this I bet you I bet you can be familiar with this. We'll talk about this in a second. I mean, imagine that. If he cured him, what else might he cure? I would say they are so used to living in a world where bad things happen, where sin goes unforgiven, and where dead people don't rise and there's no hope. They actually are so used to it, they've made that their home. And I think many people out there are like that. They're comfortable in loneliness. They're comfortable in this sadness and depression and hopelessness and their sins. They've convinced themselves, well, at least they know that. This cure, this healing is unknown. This is actually a condition that people have. I've worked with uh, um, abused spouses they won't won't leave or they'll go from one to another who's even worse because that's what they know or drug addiction etc or jail they can't leave because that's what they know that's what they're used to they'd rather stay there than be free and you're like this too we sit here and we say oh how much we love Jesus we enjoy the forgiveness of sins but I bet you have certain things that you don't want Jesus to touch too Maybe it's a sin that you'd like to keep for yourself. You can have all these other things, forgiveness, but I'm going to keep doing this. Or maybe you think, I got this, Jesus. I'm going to fix it myself. I'm going to chain it and lock it just like the village people. The vi- I'm sorry. That's funny. The village people. That's funny, right? Somebody? Thank you, John. The people in the village. <laughs> Don't you have something that you're afraid of Jesus actually forgiving, actually touching, something you actually don't want him involved in in your life? May we repent. The one who comes to heal is the one who wants us to be fully human and actually enjoy life and actually have peace and hope and be in the right mind. Where people do rise from the dead and sins are forgiven. Because Jesus has come. After they pushed him away, he didn't go away. He kept on walking to that cross where he went alone by himself and was treated like an animal, right? Hanging there by himself for you and for me. No matter what, he didn't do it because you asked him to. He did it. Whether you like it or not, Jesus died for you. Do you know this? Whether you like it or not, Jesus took your place on the cross. Whether you like it or not, God loves you. Whether you like it or not, Jesus forgives. He goes forward despite our protests. Because he knows what's best for us, actually. Salvation and hope and peace. And in him we've been freed. We are here because there's many people out there like this guy who are living in tombs of their own imagination where death rules. Where it's dog eat Dog. And they need to know what you know, that there is hope that God not only made them, but loves them in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.